Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Monday the 6th of January. Coming up, bad news for rail passengers affected by landslip. You really have to see it to believe it. The tracks are hanging in midair. It's a 100 metre long section of railway embankment and it's simply just subsiding. It's literally just sliding towards the River Eden. Animal charity on mission to save more elephants. These were animals that were at risk of starvation and although elephants are maybe not the most endangered animal we work with, we think it's vitally important that we are doing our best to protect these sorts of animals. And Gillingham are out of the FA Cup. There's a lot of factors but overwhelming feeling is one of disappointment because it was an opportunity for me. Kent Online News. Rail bosses have admitted they don't know when a landslip that stopped some trains running through Kent will be dealt with. Since before Christmas, hundreds of passengers have been forced to use a replacement bus service. Chris Denham from Network Rail has been giving us this update. There's a section of the line between Tunbridge and Redhill just outside Edenbridge, um, which has started effectively to slide towards the River Eden. Um, It's about a 100 metre long section of railway in a very remote location next to a river um, hiding behind an old Victorian railway embankment that isn't in use anymore. And uh, basically what has happened is one half of the railway has slid down and left the tracks dangling in midair. So we haven't been able to run trains um, between Edenbridge and uh, and a station called Godstone since the 22nd of December. And unfortunately it doesn't look like we're going to be able to run trains there for some time yet. Any passenger being affected is is one too many. And unfortunately, the impact has been quite significant. Although we've been able to run trains between Edenbridge and Tunbridge, um, there's still been a bus service uh, for the rest of the journey. It's really not ideal. And if there was any way we could get round this by running trains, we would. You really have to see it to believe it. The tracks are hanging in midair. It's a 100-metre-long section of railway embankment. And it's simply just subsiding. It's literally just sliding towards the River Eden. And there's no way we could safely run trains. We haven't decided on what option we're going to take for repairing the landslip yet. The main reason for that is it's it's very, very uh, remote. To get to the site of the landslip, we'd have to build a quarter-mile-long new road, cut through a Victorian railway embankment, build a bridge over the River Eden, and only then would we be able to start fixing the railway itself. The alternative is to approach it from the other side. Um, We'd still need to build a road and then we'd need to actually cut down what's left of the railway embankment, literally remove it and go through where the railway used to be. There are no easy options. Uh, The reason we haven't been able to tell anyone how long the railway is going to be closed is is simply because we don't know. Once we've chosen how we're going to approach, we can then choose the correct design for fixing this and then we can tell everyone roughly how long it's going to take. So today um, I'd love to be able to tell you exactly when we're going to be able to reopen the railway between Redhill and Tunbridge but unfortunately the, the nature of the landslip, the scale of it and the inaccessibility of it means that we're still working on our plans and we still don't have an accurate time scale. What, what I would suggest to passengers is check before you travel if you're travelling on the Redhill to Tunbridge line. Southern, the train operator, has comprehensive information on its website. Make sure you give that a check 
check this morning before you leave the house and that'll tell you how long it'll take you to get where you're going. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, a Kent teenager charged with terror offences has appeared in court. George Fowle was arrested at Heathrow Airport in June last year and is accused of possessing video of the mosque shootings in New Zealand. The 19-year-old from Lucas Road in Snodland didn't enter a plea at Westminster Magistrates and has been put on a curfew. He's due back in court next month. A letter from a convicted killer has once again raised questions over whether or not he was responsible for the deaths of a mother and daughter in Kent. Michael Stone is currently serving life in prison for attacking the women with a hammer in Chillenden near Canterbury in 1996. But Levi Belfield, who murdered Millie Dowler, has mentioned the other victims in a note to a pen pal, leading some to believe he may have been their killer. A Tunbridge Wells man who's been missing since last week is thought to have been found dead in Lamberhurst. 54-year-old Chris Wright disappeared from the town centre four days ago. Police found a body yesterday evening and the man's death is not being treated as suspicious. Kent Online News. A woman in her 90s has been taken to hospital with a head injury after being hit by a car in Maidstone. She was knocked down in a church car park on Knight Rider Street near the junction with Lower Stone Street yesterday morning. Investigators are keen to hear from any witnesses. A 19-year-old's been arrested after a gang of four men tried to rob a woman near Dartford. One of them grabbed her coat hood on London Road in Greenhithe on Saturday evening and they demanded to have her bank card and phone. Police want to speak to a man who intervened, causing the men to leave empty-handed. A man's appeared in court after a Tesco worker was attacked in Thanet on New Year's Day. The victim suffered facial injuries at the supermarket on Margate Road in Broadstairs last Wednesday evening. A 45-year-old's been charged with stealing meats from the store, threatening someone with a knife and two counts of assault. He's been remanded in custody until his next hearing. Kent Online reports. Police say they're not treating the death of a man killed in a flat fire in Ramsgate as suspicious. The man in his 60s died after a blaze at his home on St Mildred's Road over the weekend. The cause of the fire is still being investigated though. Drivers who use the A2 at Newington are facing more delays from today as gas works start up again. Temporary traffic lights will be in place for roughly six weeks. The work near Sittingbourne began back in September but was put on hold two months later. Almost three miles of gas pipes are being upgraded with the total cost of the project equaling £1.8 million. If you live in part of North Leet, you're being asked to check your CCTV after as many as 20 parked cars had their tyres slashed on roads near the town's railway station. Police are investigating reports of damage caused to vehicles on Hamilton Road, Railway Street and Station Road between 11 on Friday night and half nine on Saturday morning. Now, the conservation charity that runs Port Lim and Howlett's Wild Animal Parks in Kent is trying to raise £100,000 to rescue more elephants in South Africa. The Aspinall Foundation have already saved dozens of animals from areas where they were at risk of starvation and hunting. They've been chosen as KMFM News and Kent Online's Charity of the Year for 2020. Fundraising director Jane Michotte told us how their work so far away from Kent all started. A bull elephant had strayed from its um, safe reserve and as soon as it was outside of that particular area it meant that there was an order to kill 
placed on it, which meant he became prey to hunters. So we very quickly scrambled a team together to rescue um, Harry, as he became known. Um, And we um, very quickly got him to a safe area. And he's now found a new herd in a different part of South Africa, which was fantastic. However, we then became aware that the rest of his herd were very close to starvation because the reserve they were on didn't have enough food or water and the landowner was not doing everything that they could to help. So um, we were very concerned about the entire herd of elephants that were left there. So we partnered with a number of other conservation organisations to scramble a team together to go in and rescue the entire herd. And we managed to move 11 elephants to safety um, to a different safe reserve in South Africa. Um, At that point, it then became evident that our work was not yet done because there were other animals that needed rescuing. So we, in fact, went back and successfully moved four giraffe, a number of wildebeest and some buffalo as well. For us, our mission is to protect endangered animals from extinction. A number of our countries we have been working for many, many years in very stable projects, which a lot of the time is about habitat protection as much as hunting and poaching. In South Africa, it's a little bit different in that these were animals that um, were at risk of starvation. And although elephants are maybe not the most endangered animal we work with, we think it's vitally important that we are doing our best to protect these sorts of animals. There's more and more animals that are becoming endangered. So giraffes recently have been put on the um, endangered list as well. Um, And we're trying to work with partners in South Africa that can provide huge areas of the wild that are safe and protected and also have enough natural resources to sustain them and sometimes um, you might find that um, elephants in particular or other animals are on a reserve that is either too small or has become overpopulated and it can't sustain the animals in that particular area and as soon as animals break free from certain safe areas and that's when they become targets for hunters and poachers. In fact, sometimes the elephants um, are tempted out of a safe area. There is Some hunters um, leave fruit on the outside of the perimeter or fences get broken. Um, and that's where very quickly, within an hour or so, um, the hunters can actually apply for a hunting licence for a particular animal, which is then emailed to their phone and then they are free to hunt them because they are now in an area where they are deemed as a problem animal. With um, the work we've been doing in South Africa, it's of a much more urgent and and quick nature compared to some of our longer term planned projects. So this is where um, it's a new area of work we're going into. It's very important and we've proven to have um, successfully transported over 63 animals in our most recent rescue. But we know of many more. Um, There's another herd of elephants that would need rescuing within the next six to nine months there's also hippos there's more giraffe there's there's lots of other animals and this is where we need to um, secure more funds to enable us to do this sort of work We do lots of events through the year um, where we ask people to um, help fundraise for us. So if if they are a sporty type, they might want to come along to one of our running events. Um, One of the best ways for us is to set up a regular direct debit because it really helps us to plan. So it doesn't have to be very much per month, but it means that we can really plan onwards. Or even if companies want to get involved in our corporate membership, that's another great way to to help us out. Um, Or visiting the parks and just finding out more about the work we do. As I mentioned, lots of people probably know about Portland and Howlitz, but it often comes as a surprise that we're rescuing herds of elephants in South Africa. 
come along and see some of these incredible animals um, at Howlett's and Portland. I think I used to think you only went to a wildlife park if you had small children. I do have small children, but I wish I'd gone um, before having them, possibly. It's it's of interest for everyone, and I think it gives you an idea of um, how special these animals are and how important it is that we preserve them for the next generation because they're under severe threat, and I, I would hate the thought that my children weren't able to live in a world where these animals exist anymore. You can see videos of some of their rescues and find out how you can help their mission at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. A woman who went missing from Gillingham for two days has been found after slipping down a bank and falling into a ditch. 62-year-old Hilary Dale disappeared on Friday afternoon and was discovered on Ashtree Lane in Chatham yesterday. A police helicopter, fire crews and paramedics were all involved in the search and it's thought she'd been in the ditch for several hours hours. A dog that was found wandering on railway tracks in Medway on Christmas Eve has found a new home after no one came forward to claim her. The Dachshund was rescued near Raynham, but the owner was never found and she's now gone to a new family. And Strictly Start James Jordan has given £25,000 to a Kent-based children's hospice. He won the money on a celebrity version of the TV show Catchphrase over the weekend and donated it to Demelza. Kent on Line sport. Football and Gillingham are out of the FA Cup after being beaten by West Ham. The Premier League side won 2-0 in the third round at Priestfield last night. Jill's boss Steve Evans has been giving us his reaction to the game. I think it gave it two halves for me really. I think first half we were far the better side. But I think what you realise in this game is when you've got that much of an advantage and that much entries into the final third, you have to score a goal and you have to have an advantage. We never did that, so we said at half-time we know they're going to have a spell. We know Moisey's going to get into them a bit. And they did have a spell. They were much better than us in the second half. We had to weather that a little bit. And it's just a shame that it's, it's a couple of bad errors for their open goal. Um, and then we had a good response last ten minutes. We are putting balls into the box without being overly creative. Um, nothing fell for us, really. And I have no concerns about the second goal. We've got the right winger as the last man, so that can happen. Um, but proud of the players for their efforts, but disappointed at half-time delivers. I've always believed over the years in cup ties that you have to be in it at 70 minutes. And at 70 minutes, as you know, was 0-0. In a few minutes of that, we're going to go down, but you're still very much in the cup tie. And, and we were right up until the, the break and get the second, I think that's on 90 minutes. Um, and that can happen because we've, we've gambled. We've gambled to stay in the cup, but, you know, we'll play much worse than win games. Um, it was a really competent first half performance and not so good in the second. But if we were to keep that level of tempo going for 90 minutes, we'd be one hell of a team also. So there's, there's a lot of factors, but the, over, the overwhelming feeling is one of disappointment because it was an opportunity missed for me. I think we'd have been even more dominant with David Moyes in the job. Um, that was my concern because I know what David could be and he can be an inspirational manager. You don't manage successfully at Everton and Manchester United, etc. If, if you're not, so he was always going to get a reaction, and they're good players on that pitch. There was a lot of Premier League class on that pitch in the second half. And it told a little bit in spells, but still proud of the players that we that we gave what we could. You know, everything, as you've got the levels, gets a lot bit better, doesn't it? The finishing needs to be a little bit better if you're going to be much better goalkeepers. And Fabianski's a top-class keeper, as I know. Um, but we had, to, we had to strike an advantage in that period. The final ball into the box, you know, from set plays and... 
an open play wasn't where we'd wanted it to be, despite the dominance, and, and that's the difference of making a half chance of a chance to no chance at all. I just think it shows you the, the potential that, that joining a football club has in Kent as the only professional club. You know, that, that's the opportunity to have that every week here. You know, West Ham have supporters have turned up in the, the maximum numbers they could have. They've helped create a bit of an atmosphere before the game. They were very quiet for, for the entire first half and they really came alive in the score. But it was, you would love that to be here every week. But we can only thank our supporters and the people who have made way for turning out and supporting the boys the way they did. And, um, so we thank them and we, we hope we've gained a few friends that will come back. Elsewhere, Charlton are also out of the FA Cup after losing to West Brom. They were beaten 1-0 at the Valley yesterday afternoon. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.